Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Ah, communication. Have you ever just connected with someone whose conversation style filled you up, lifted you, made you feel high, for lack of a better term? Like you couldn't help but grin ear to ear and dig even deeper. Sometimes it's just newness, NRE, new relationship energy, and it fades. And the communication begins to break down when the stakes are higher, like in relationship arguments, for example. And when your styles of communication don't seem to work, no matter how hard you try, It's frustrating. And today, I'm digging into that. Communication styles. And picking it apart and looking more closely at something I've not really read much about or heard discussed anywhere because it seems to just be assumed that there is one right way to communicate in relationships when there are millions of right ways to choose from. What is your communication style? How do you communicate best? How do you receive communication best? And does it even matter? I think so. A while back, I decided to research communication styles in the Google. A quick search brought up a lot of articles, but all were about the four basic communication styles, passive, aggressive, passive aggressive, and assertive, or about variations on that theme. And I'm a master of Google foo. I have found important stuff by typing the most bizarre things into Google, like book about Arthur legend in space, because I remembered a series I read when I was 14 or 15 that I wanted to find again. The Keltiad for those interested. But this time I was not finding the right words to input. That was not what I was looking for. So I set it aside. Then I saw this screenshot series going around by at Butch Anarchy on Twitter that said, to be honest, the people I've known who've been the most rigidly committed to the idea that all hard or important conversations must happen in person have also been people for whom in-person conversations give them the greatest advantage. I know that it's a pretty common position that you're ethically required to have hard conversations in person or on the phone rather than in writing, but I wonder if anyone who believes that has taken a moment to consider which people that position tends to privilege. Speaking for myself, I'm autistic. I can have hard conversations in person, But the only way I can do even that and hold my boundaries in it rather than just submit to the other person is if I have a lot of prep time. Otherwise, I just get walked all over. Writing, on the other hand, allows me to really reflect on how I feel and what I want to say. It allows me to have valuable processing time with what the other person says without the pressure and speed of in-person conflict, which I need to come to a truly genuine response. There is not an insignificant number of folks who are very socially skilled and good at manipulation who demand all communication be on their terms 
because they are well aware that their terms make it easier for them to control the conversation and its outcome. Not saying that all people who prefer hard or important conversations to be in person are like this. All I'm saying is that the cultural standard we have that says that communication must look a certain way is a distinct advantage for some and a distinct disadvantage for others. The way I see it is that communication mediums, texts, in-person convos, emails, phone calls, letters, etc., are value neutral and which one is utilized should be dependent on what best allows all participants to communicate their needs and boundaries honestly and effectively. You see, I was taught so many rules about communication by others and I gulped them down, hook, line, and sinker. For example, have you ever heard the advice, never go to bed angry? I believed it. That meant we had to deal with whatever is happening now, no matter how unprepared someone was, no matter if someone was having an awful day and just didn't have the brain power to keep up, no matter if it was 1.30 a.m. and one of the people is an early bird who pumpkins at 9 p.m. It's me. I pumpkin at 9 p.m. And when I found out that was not only not true, but often wrong, it made me question a lot of things. But that was years ago. And suddenly, a few days back, there I was typing communication styles into a search engine to see what happened and being disappointed. And then today, inspiration hit. And I typed learning styles into Google and came up with the VARC method, which I've known for a while, but haven't actually used consciously in a long time. VARC stands for visual. Visual learners are better able to retain information when it's presented to them in a graphic depiction, such as arrows, charts, diagrams, symbols, and more. Auditory sometimes referred to as oral learners. Auditory learners prefer listening to information that is presented to them vocally. Reading and writing, focusing on the written word. Reading and writing learners succeed with written information on worksheets, presentations, and other text-heavy resources. Kinesthetic, taking a physically active role Kinesthetic learners are hands-on and thrive when engaging all of their senses during coursework. And I started thinking. Now, I've not finished thinking. In fact, nowhere near. I'm actually sharing this with you today to get your feedback and thoughts and maybe other avenues to explore. If we have different best ways of learning, Perhaps we have different best ways of receiving information from others that are similar. Maybe not exactly VARC, probably not, but perhaps with some VARC influences. Some random, better communication thoughts. When a conversation gets heated, I will sometimes stop it and request an email within the next 48 hours with what I need to know from my partner. This allows both of us to cool down 
and for them to get all of their words out in a way that will not be interrupted or on a short interval timer. I like to give people the option to consent to a potentially upsetting conversation when I can. Like saying, hey, I'm going to tell you something I'm thinking about and that I'd like to talk about in a few days when you've had some time to think about it too. Then I lay it out and I don't ask for any reaction or answers then and give my partner time to order their thoughts on whatever it is. Sometimes switching from in-person to another medium, text, email, chat, sometimes even phone calls, can remove some of the intensity and allow the conversations to flow more smoothly. I've known people who can process deep thoughts and conversation best when not facing another person, like sitting side by side rather than face on. Some people are not great at conversation while sitting or standing still, but can talk for hours when walking or moving around doing physical things. Other people are better at conversation when things are illustrated in ways that allow their brains to create pictures or movies of what is happening, with details and visual cues, even hand gestures. A sixth love language has been jokingly proposed online that is actually a communication style, in my view, sharing memes. This goes along with sharing music, creating poetry, and making art non-traditional expressions. As I said, I'm not really clear on where this is all leading me. I feel like it's heading towards something related to relating in creative ways that give you and your partner or partners a variety of ways to navigate difficult conversations without putting one of you at a disadvantage and making the most of your desires to connect and understand each other. What are your thoughts? Did any of the examples resonate with you? Do you have other examples or experiences to share? What is your best learning style? And do you see any correlation with ways you communicate or receive communication most effectively? Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.